0: This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast, the heroes
1: take time to heal their wounds. Della will pull out a small vial of dark red liquid, takes a single drop, and anoints herself with it.
0: (laughs) Weird character. What? (laughs) Matthew. Not Della.
2: (laughs) And pray
3: for guidance.
2: He starts to recite the acts of Iomadai. (sighs)
3: Would
2: you please
4: gather around? It's going to be a while. (laughs)
3: They'll ponder the big
4: questions. I think that we're all dead and this is all the afterlife. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry, I thought you were asking about Lost. I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) And take a hard look in the mirror.
4: I have to say,
0: I am still shocked. The most important things in this tomb you gave to the
2: NPC. (laughs) (laughs) The adventure continues now.
0: What's shaking, everybody? Welcome back to the G-C-P. Troy LaValle here, yet again. Wild episode last week. I'm glad to hear everyone enjoyed that one. We've got another fun one coming at you shortly. But this week, we thought we'd try something a little different for the intro. We like to mix things up from time to time. So, for the first time ever, I know you love when I say that, we're gonna take a moment to hear the backstory of one of our new PCs. But rather than just tell you bits and pieces or read you a narrative, we thought it might be fun to hear it right from the character's mouth. It also helps that I have at my table one of the best role players in the history of the game. So ladies and gentlemen, I give you Nestor Coin.
3: I have bounced around quite a bit since cutting my teeth on the mean streets of report. Magnimar, Nadal, Cheliax, I've been south to the Shackles and east to Assyrian as the saying goes. Generally, I stayed till I felt a wanderlust, or till I wore out my welcome, usually the latter. But a little while back, I found myself in a hard, cold north, in Ustilav, and soon enough fell in with the Demon's Horde mercenary company. I don't know if you heard of them, but they got rather a uh, dark reputation. But it suits me as they were less inclined to ask pointed questions about my past. But before too long, I got assigned to guard the caravan of this fat old grain merchant going on a route to Ergear and Belkson. And when talismans of safe passage from the orcs, so they didn't bother us, things were quiet. I'm ashamed to say I got lax in my duties and took to the drink a bit too much one night. Always liked to drink. And wouldn't you know, it was that very night we were set upon by giants. Or oh, they made quick work of the sober guards, if indeed they were sober, I can't say. "'And as disappointed as they were to find all those laden carts stuffed only with corn, "'they were even less enamoured of the idea of taking captives. "'So they made their way down the line, snapping necks and spilling guts, "'and your faithful narrator was taking up the rear. "'Now, my old dad used to say to me, "'You're too clever by half, my son, and half again is mad.' And this is important to bear in mind when I tell you, dear listener, that by the time they got to me, my plan was fully formed. My dear fellow, I said to the brute, did you think we deal exclusively in foodstuffs? Oh, no, no, no. When we set forth from Caliphas, we were bursting with treasures, sparkling jewels, carven tusks of ivory, bolts of finest silk and spices from Far We've sold them along the way, of course, and received cash recompense in return, but my employer fears bandits, you see, and giants most of all. On his order, I have buried the gold to be reclaimed on our return. Only I know where it is. Now, it wasn't true, of course, but I am, if nothing else, a talented and practised liar, and I have been honing this skill for decades. A glint of greed in his big eye told me that he had taken the bait. You say me where, little man? It would be my pleasure, I said. But only if you promise me a finder's fee, only my fair share, of course. What is fair? Rather than embark on a lengthy discourse on the nature of fairness, I decided to cut to the chase. Half. A moment of bemused silence soon gave way to chuckles, then laughter. Oh, how they did laugh. Joke. Little man makes joke. What you say? I say, I said, I get half the gold, Sorry, I didn't catch your name. Jorick, he rumbled. Lovely. Anyway, that's the deal, Jorick, you towering pile of donkey dung. I get half, or you get nothing. Now, my dear listeners, I don't know if you've ever felt a fist the size of a pickle barrel slam into your gut, but the feeling is, um, well, it's quite indescribable. But suffice to say, I don't recommend it.
4: Now I say deal,
3: little man. Jorick get gold, you get nothing. (laughs) He drove his pillar of a finger into my back as I lay in the dirt and bent down so I could feel his hot breath on my neck. You say where? Over the coming days, dear friends, they did use every trick of torture and deprivation that they could think of. My trusty hidden lockpick sewn into the fabric of my undershirt was of little comfort as I couldn't reach it and even if I could it would be little use against the thick hempen ropes that bound my hands. But I wouldn't budge. I would bide my time, waiting for the tiniest dropping of a guard, the narrowest of openings. Half or nothing, I would spit through swollen lips. Half or nothing. Eventually I could tell that they were becoming quite frustrated with my lack of compliance, and Zurich, old Zurich, was really laying into me with increased zealousness. And after some, well... Fairly cutting speculation on my part regarding his mother's chosen profession, for the big bugger swung his fist full force into my gob with a sickening crunch. My front top teeth went scattered all over the ground, much to the delight of the gathered throng. Now you say, little man! I lifted my head, smiled a red smile as I felt the blood trickle down my chin. Half or nothing. He swung again, and I was out cold. When I came to, I heard them grumbling, saying that they would head south towards home, and if I wouldn't say where to them, I would say where to him. The boss man. I heard his name then, whispered in fear and awe. I jotted it down in the old ledger, in the debit column. But just then I spotted something. Something metal in the dirt, close enough to reach with my feet. A single silver coin. Maybe it fell out of Jorick's purse when he knocked out me pearlies, I couldn't say. But quiet as a mouse, I pulled it along the ground with my foot till it reached my bound hands. I palmed it just as one of them looked over. But as fate would have it, the very next day we happened upon an overturned cart with kegs spilling out of it all over the road. Turns out they were full of gash, which is a distinctively foul and potent brand of Orkish blood wine favoured by the upper crust of Urgea. And wouldn't you know, the big louts couldn't help themselves, and by the time the moon rose they'd guzzled every drop. One by one they nodded off till only I remained. "'I slipped a coin between my fingers "'and began scraping its rim against a lump of granite "'at the small of my back.
4: "'Scritch!
3: Scritch!' "'That sound echoed all over the campsite "'but was mercifully swallowed by the snoring of giants. "'I kept at it till I caught myself on the edge "'and I started working the ropes round my wrists. "'Strand by strand gave way "'until I was finally able to work my hands loose.' I untied my ankles and rose to my feet, stretched out my limbs, cracked my neck and set about my business. When old Yorick opened his eyes, it was me he saw, surrounded by the dead and soaked in stinking blood. Old Betsy right there in me hand like she never left it. I had saved him for last and I made sure he was awake for the end. I grabbed the rest of my gear and all the coins I could find. I'm no expert at navigating through the wild, but I do know north and south, and me left and me right, as me old dad would say. South they were taking me, and south I would go. I'd heard of civilization that way, and perhaps I could find my way all the way to the big boss man, Silegia, so to speak. Many nights later, in the driving rain, I saw it, the so-called City of Trunau, Uh, It was a bit rough round the edges, but any port in a storm, as they say, I talked my way past the guard and instinctively found my way to the most dangerous bar in the town, the killing ground. I sauntered through the door, past a sad-looking armored wolf that was tied up at a hitch for some reason, and made straight for the illicit dice game in the back. I pushed my way into the circle of bounders, off-duty guards by the look of them, and dropped my coin purse right in the middle. Now then, lads, I said. Who wants to lose a week's wages? This cheeky green-eyed bastard with the biggest bank took me up. He had this sort of natural smirk that drove me batty, and I was looking forward to leaving him destitute. Now, I should have known something was up straight away, but I was a bit tired and worn out from my recent um, endeavours. So I slipped my loaded dice into my palm and started rolling. But... To my surprise the dice were failing me. No matter how well I rolled, he rolled better, and I was bleeding silver. Before I knew it I lost it all. Was that your last coin, mister Coin? he laughed, with Edward's of mouth twitching up. I'm afraid they don't look too kindly on beggars in here. What's that you broke? I heard the barkeeper as he came waddling over. Listen, if you're skint, you'd better be on your way. This ain't no charity house. Now, at this point, I knew he had cheated me. No honest gambler would ever look that smug. Now, ordinarily, in this situation, I would have humbly gathered my things, left the establishment, only to hide in the shadows until he emerged. Then I'd follow him at a distance till he staggered past a sufficiently dark alley, pull him into it, kill him, and take my money back. But I looked out the window, and it was still raining and the thought of standing in that while I waited for this cunt to drink his way through my silver was decidedly unappealing. Quick as a blink, I snapped Betsy from the hidden sheath on my wrist and plunged it right into his throat, under the chin. As the blood sprayed, he staggered back and his loaded dice dropped from his sleeve into the circle. "'There you see!' I shouted." The locals were on me in an instant, and the guards were grabbing me, throttling me, and I think a little halfling bloke was jabbing me in a bollocks at one point, but I was used to pain. And I got dragged out down the streets, them telling me I was going to get strung up. It's a fair cop, I thought, but the joke's on you lads. I got me lucky pick sewn into my tunic. I'd get a couple of good night's rest... Picked a lock in my cell when the time is right, robbed the place and then make my way south in search of the big boss Bob's your uncle. But funny thing though, my lucky pick was gone. They threw me in a cell and I felt for it and it wasn't there. Fuck. But I didn't panic. I'd always had a knack, a funny habit of pulling things out when all seemed lost. After all, I was the sole survivor of the wreck of the Harpy Shriek. Better to be lucky than good, as my old dad used to say. And I'd always been quite lucky. I'd just bide my time, wait for my opening. i pulled myself up under the cot and lay back with my hands behind my head. i closed my eyes and sang a little song from the old times as I waited for dawn.
0: So awesome. So... So awesome! As you know, there are many ways to create a captivating, three-dimensional character. Just remember that they're only going to ever really jump off the page, jump off the map, as it were, if you take it beyond the dice. Take it beyond the numbers and really dive in. How far you go is totally up to you, but listening to Skid, I hope you see that there are no limits to what you can do in Pathfinder and tabletop RPGs. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being such great fans. And please enjoy episode 78, Night at the Mausoleum. What a beautiful day to play Pathfinder. If only Ingerhild was here to see it.
2: Uh, oh,
4: man. Can't... I miss her so much already. That's a, little, that's a little
5: raw for me still,
1: Troy. <laughs> sorry,
4: sorry, sorry. It's
1: a little low, like the dwarves stand up. No! Oh, Short jokes. Um, As the shortest member of the podcast, I feel like I have the right to make those. That's been,
2: that's been established
1: repeatedly. <laughs> right.
0: uh, wow, that was a that was a you know a crazy combat. Were you guys feeling overconfident after the ettercaps and the yeah, spiders? Yeah, I certainly. Mean,
4: I, I felt like there was probably something coming up that would take us down a peg because just because that's. We have weaknesses that, that have been exposed. One of which is like, now we all have ability drain. And we do want to heal it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I mistakenly said, because in the heat of battle, you were like, is that the baleful gaze still on? I'm like, no, no, it's gone. And then after the session, I looked and like, that is drain. That drain, the con, I think, umlo, four strength, four con, two charisma. That is drain. That can only be healed through magical healing. And then you have what? Two strength. Three con, two charisma?
4: Yeah, correct.
0: Nestor is down. Yeah, so that can only be healed with magical healing. The effects of the spores, which I think Nestor, Della, and obviously Umlo is still uh, under the effect of, those will heal one point per day, one point per day. But man, Umlo, even though he has the steel hand, the magical spear, and the giant nail scale nail, he uh, he is not looking too pretty in the ability score department. I have to say, I am still shocked. The most important things in this tomb, you gave to the NPC. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, for the last week, I've been a bit uh, remorseful that Lork wasn't in here. Because, man, Yeah, this is his thumb. Oh, would Lork. there goes the hand, right? There goes the hand. Yeah. Totally. Man, would he have done well with this equipment. <sighs> yep.
0: Oh, I didn't even. Th- it, that did not even dawn on me until you just said that. Like Lork with the steel hand, wielding yeah. giant weapons. Yep. He Nails loves killing giants. He, yeah. yeah.
2: He would have had the giant uh, nail snail. Ma- <laughs> the, giant, the giant nail the giant snail. Nail snail mail. Mail. <laughs> <laughs> it. It uh, would have fit perfectly. I blame you. You, I blame you. I, yeah.
0: I blame you guys for not taking that steel hand. Willamette could have wore it. Yeah, well, Della? Della would look great with
2: a steel hand. I'm sure it's going to walk yeah. up and be like, cut my arm off and put a medium-sized <laughs> hand on it. Just like leaning down. It overweight on little, one side. It looked, Why, like, it looked like Hellboy.
0: <laughs> Why not Della, though? You're a melee combatant.
1: Because you know what you really want when you're a shadow creature who dances around is a steel hand. <laughs> well, but imagine, take out the... I, Idea that it
0: of what it's not going to add any weight. You control it like your normal hand. It's not like it would be affecting your dance
1: moves. I didn't see it having any value. I mean, she's so trained in the scimitar, and she's a finesse character that wielding giant weapons would have been a waste on her. guess Wilmot, on the other hand,
0: nobody wanted to fight fire with with fire, though. Huh? Uh, wield, wield their weapons against them. They were did.
4: Grant and I were talking about how it made it would have made story sense, more story sense for Baron to take right. it, but no game sense.
0: Right, right, right. If you'd had any melee stuff whatsoever, like if you were to start multi-classing and dip into fighter, dip into war priest or whatever, like then you using giant weapons is cool, but unless you have a giant gun.
5: I I do feel, though, that after we read the funerary note, I am thinking that maybe I might be related to this Magmar Son of Manus. Right, so that's
2: another thing that we didn't really get to delve into yeah. Last week. Let's right? talk
0: about this note. So what, what do you actually glean from this? Obviously Nestor read it aloud to you. But now, it, Baron, this, this seems like it's very pointed at your history. This guy looks like you on the mural. He has, it looks like a young Baron. He's wearing a, you know, an ancient duster.
5: It's, it's very, it's very um, kind of Egyptian to bury a tool that could be used in the next life with a hero mm-hmm. or a pharaoh. Um, And the idea, I love that there's just all this exposition in this note for someone to find later. Um, But, you know, I'm hoping that it's directly written from the man on the duster in the background that knows this.
0: So now let's think in terms of your, what we know of Baron's story so far. Let's say you are related to this guy. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. What is his story? He's saying that... When, when, when dwarves are born in his clan, mm-hmm. they bring them to the top of a volcano mm-hmm. and they bury a gun underneath them. And if the infant survives, when they come back, they give them the gun on their 40th name day. You have found out through the mists, whether they be true or not, that you are not a Red Heart. Right. You remember a vision, a memory of your parents arguing your foster parents arguing that, you know, if they find out about this secret, do, 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 we're going to use this to take back the clan do, 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 whatever. What do you think's going on here? And all of you
4: can chime in. Well, um, I think that we're all dead, and it's this is all the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Skid. Very, very interesting
5: theory by Skid.
0: That oh, sorry, tale. I thought
4: you were asking about lost theory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Grant. <laughs> no, Grant, <laughs> Grant should really cover this one.
5: I, um, I'm just wondering, you know, if there was some sort of uh, rivalry between the Five Kings Mountains and the Mines Mountains, and if... I actually am from the Minespin Mountains and as a child I kind of survived and was saved by the Red Hearts to be brought in there. Maybe that was you. And they wanted to keep me away from the council Um, and they knew that perhaps, I I don't know how well known this was, but if there was people in power that knew that if I were to grow up to be 40, if I was a child of this clan and find this power, I could unseat kind of the power in the Dwarven Kingdoms.
0: And then meanwhile you're... Adoptive parents get the power of guns as well. Right. A power that was not meant for them. Right. Um, interesting, as Baron's story continues to unfold. Um, so now you're in this tomb. Brutal battle, Ingerhild, uh dead. He, uh, Umlo has decided to burn her here and leave her remains. I, I know that Willamette or Joe off air, you were thought that was kind of strange. But what is he going to do, carry your body around? Like, nobody can cast Gentle Repose. He just thinks that this is right. And now you've inspired him to join your party.
4: Yeah.
2: Which is pretty cool. I was yeah. not expecting that. Well, I also think that, that to me, it wasn't so much uh, of like, you know, Willamette doesn't want the hand. I mean, he doesn't. But it was really more of like, it just seemed so appropriate for Nargrim, you know what I mean? Or for uh, Umlo. He was, he's a descendant. You know, he's there. He's been with us and... He says he doesn't want to fight anymore, he wants to walk away, but I think that it was interesting to see him kind of be inspired. And ever since that moment I've been my wheels have been turning about, you know, Willamette's relationship with Umlo and how that is going to change now. Because if Umlo keeps repeating that he's just a cook, he's not a fighter, I really want to explore the idea of Willamette like training him.
0: Oh, that's cool.
2: Because Willamette has been trained since a kid in like castle professional training uh, for martial arts, you know, so I think that it might be an interesting thing to explore. Well,
0: I, I love the idea that Umlo. I want him to really be a fifth character member. I, I think this is a, a lot of times. I know I'm terrible with NPCs because I, I just don't like controlling. A it's hard to do things. as a
2: GM. It's, it's hard. hard. <laughs> you've
0: got to roll for them, and then you got to roll for the monsters, and you're attacking yourself, and then you're, you know, what I mean. It gets, it gets very and lots of
2: combats have little secrets and traps and little things the monsters can do that. You know what I mean? And you either w- deliberately walk your NPC into a trap to show the PCs, or you deliberately avoid stuff to wait for a PC to do it. You know what I mean? It's kind of a yeah. a complicated situation that it's, to, it's to get con- off your plate is really nice. It's
4: a conflict of
0: interest.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly
0: what it is. It's masturbation is what it is. <laughs> it's masturbation. Um, so I, I honestly had no plans for you guys to not take the steel hand. I think you're the only party that's played this game that has not taken the steel (laughs) hand. I'm 100% sure of that. (laughs) Most people are like, I want the steel hand, I want the steel hand, no, he's okay. Um, And he's got this magical spear, which I don't think you guys have spellcrafted yet, to find out a little bit more about this large weapon that he can now wield. Uh, And then obviously you know what the scale mail does, which is really cool and complicated. But I want to try something new, and I think it's something that we can encourage in other people's games. I want this NPC to really grow with the party. And so I'm going to let you guys control him. I've printed out uh, his character sheet. Oh, you mean this one that you gave me
4: before we started recording?
0: That exact one, Skip. (laughs) I just wanted to look at it. Uh, This is his character sheet. It looks like uh, what it would look like if it was a bestiary stat box. Mm. So it has all his stuff here. um, And uh, I'm going to let you guys take turns every episode controlling him and wow. I'll let you hmm. role play him too and we'll see how it works awesome wait uh, how, does,
1: how does Umlo talk
0: uh, he, he talks like this it's, it's low it sounds a lot like rag he talks, lazy. talks like lazy he talks this. like, R- like R- Sh- hair Sh- Matthew let me hear your best Umlo I'm here
5: I'm Umlo uh, <laughs> <that's>
0: good <laughs> Baron what about <laughs> you
5: I'm Umlo and I'm here with the steel hand of Nogram to kill the giants. It's pretty
0: good. It's like velvet and peanut butter.
1: <laughs> so really, the whole time, Grant has been Umlo. You
0: have been Umlo. <laughs> uh, Skid,
4: let me see where you're Umlo. Hello, I am Umlo. I am a beautiful dwarf. (laughs) Very good. look at me. Look at my long red hair. (laughs) He is so good with
2: voices.
5: (laughs) I want to kiss you all over your little dwarven body. Uh, Joe, what about your your best Umlo?
2: Uh, No, Rag was like this. Umlo was more like this.
0: That's right. I see the difference. I can can actually hear it. Uh, So yeah, uh, you want to be it first? Uh, I, think, uh, I think
2: I'm think i going to give it to Skid he's, All the, right. he's the, the role awesome. play guy I'm going to follow his lead Skid you are the first Umlo
4: right thank you I'll be Umlo oh that's good, damn it, he's
2: good. <laughs> see I told you <laughs> damn it
0: he's good alright so yeah we'll, we'll try this out we'll do it for four episodes and we'll see how it works um, uh, a rotation
2: one, you're saying one of us yeah one of you episode.
0: control him and role play him and everything um, and you know I can it's kind of a co-role playing thing because I can tell you like I think Umlo wants to like right now I can tell you Umlo wants to rest in this tomb <laughs> <laughs> for the night
5: are you prepared for me to have entire long conversations in Dwarvish that you guys can't understand? Because that's how
2: I'm going to play it. I would,
0: I would be shocked if you didn't. All right, great. <laughs> uh, it does, one of Grant's things is like, I speak to it in Dwarvish. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't
2: <laughs> like anyone hearing what he's talking
0: about. Um, okay, so, yes. The last thing I will say for Umlo is he's like, I would like to uh, rest here the night. Lay my sister to rest. Um, perhaps there's other things we want to look at in here. And then... Uh, my spear is yours.
2: Mm.
1: I say oh,
0: and I magically throw the character to Skid. <laughs> like an improv game. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you you pass, you pass. The improv oh, sh- game. passed the squeeze to Skid. <laughs> Zip, up. So, uh, so I'd like to spellcraft this uh this uh Spear by reading its stat block on the character sheet here.
0: <laughs> Does it tell you its magical qualities on the set? It, I think so. Oh damn it, I should have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Loophole.
4: Quick, Matthew, roll stuff. You, have, have Matthew. Uh, sister, would you
1: please? Natural 20 on the spell Go! <laughs> all right, all right.
4: Well, good thing
0: you had no idea what it was. Uh, all right. Fitted with a menacingly cruel two foot long barbed iron head. This large plus one giant bane long spear oh. <laughs> oh, can skewer an opponent,
2: Woo, like lodging, a wild
0: boar, <laughs> lodging <laughs> beneath the flesh and holding fast. You ready for this? Whoa! On a confirmed critical hit with the spear, heartspit's wielder can attempt a combat maneuver check to grapple the target as a free action, because the spear is lodged. The barbs. In its skin. Oh, oh wow! A grapple attempt does not provoke an attack opportunity. Um, if that creature is not from the target, if that creature is not threatening the wielder, while grappling the creature with this is this is the best part. While grappling a creature with, heartspit is the name of the spear. <laughs> heartspit. Uh, the wielder can move or damage the target with the spear only on the wielder's turn. The wielder is still considered grappled, though he does not have to be adjacent to the target to continue the grapple. Oh, that is cool. If wow. the wielder ends the grapple, or if the target, or if the target successfully breaks <laughs> the grapple. The target takes forty-six points of slashing damage oh,
4: oh, oh, as
0: wow. the spear's barbed head ripped is out. ripped free. Oh, wow, that is awesome! Wow. Isn't so, that oh, amazing?
2: So here's a question: um, Do we get a card on a confirmed critical? Or is this oh, always price. the same That's critical gonna be, bonus?
0: Uh, I'm going to have to decide that when it when it happens. I didn't even think of that. Uh, that is, yeah. I mean, 4d6 damage. Yeah. So you confirm a crit, you're uh. grappled, and then you can decide on the next round. I pull the spear out. It's
2: like having a fish hook in your skin. Yeah.
0: 4d6 oh. points of slash You know what? You still get the card. I think okay. Because nice. that 46 of slashing damage comes when the grapple is broken. That right. may not happen the next round. You should still get that yeah. juicy yeah. crit stuff, like with Gorm's Thorn. You get the, the and trip it's, opportunity. And it's a time
2: th- times three, isn't it? It's a spear. It is. It should be it a, t- is a times three. Oh. <sighs> Amazing. Brutal. Plus wow. one giant bane long spear. Wow. As you're spellcrafting,
0: heart spit, Della, you also notice magic emanating from Baron's new gun.
1: <gasps>
0: oh. Get out
5: of here. I look at the gun and I say, and I look at the spear as well and I say, it's finally time to see divine weapons touched by Torag's own divinity. Two
0: dragons coiling up the butt. Butt of the gun? What is that called? Handle? Handle. Grip. Is this is handle? Grip? I like grip. grip.
5: And I, I say to Della, I know of how guns are made, but I do not know how they are made magical. Would you also tell me? The potential of this weapon.
1: Absolutely. Here comes the natural one. <laughs> Fucking shit. Natural four.
2: Um Ooh. no. <laughs> I'm imagining you just you have no idea what it does, so you point it at a target, shoot it, and all of a sudden just like flames come spewing out everywhere. Della, do you know what this does? Let me look. It's a fourteen. No. <laughs> nope. Fourteen.
0: Uh no, that's enough. It is similar to Heart spit. It is a plus one, Dragon's Bane, Dragon Pistol. Whoa!
4: Holy, oh, shit.
1: Wow. Holy wow. shit! This guy was that hunting dragons. Whoa! Wow. Wow. wow! So that, the, the, that bodes well for us. Oh no! <laughs> yeah.
0: Now we're gonna have to fight dragons <laughs> yeah. and giants, giant dragons. It's his. It's his ancestor. I want I want
5: to <laughs> think though. I want to do a some sort of knowledge history check to know if there were dragons around the Minespin Mountains that the dwarves would have to forge a weapon of this caliber. Because you have to know the intent of the weapon to to defeat a certain foe to give it a bane quality, right? Mm -hmm. So I I, I don't have knowledge history. Um, You can
0: maybe ask Della.
1: Bardic knowledge will let me roll it. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Fifteen. Fifteen what you what you would know, Della that it wouldn't be uncommon for there to be dragons in the mind spins. I mean there's dragons all over Galarian. There are dragons that like people know their name. Like that's Neuramothrax or whatnot. He's mm. a very famous dragon, he's been around for hundreds of years. My grandfather fought him and you know, they just aren't they live for a long time, they get into battles, they come in and swoop, and some live peacefully. I don't are all dragons chaotic evil skin? No, No. Not no at at all. Well. Do you know about Dragon Pistols, Grant? You, you know, you know your dra- uh, Pathfinder guns oh, pretty well. Wait, hold on.
5: No. Oh. Nice. Ski's Grant's got, got some spleen <laughs> to do.
2: <laughs> it is tough for
5: <laughs> So in the pistol area, in the early pistols uh, range, there are single-barreled pistols, double-barreled pistols, and there are dragon pistols, which are used to give spread effect to ammunitions. You can have salt shots, all sorts of different things. to. That's like a sawed-off shotgun. Yeah, and similarly nasty ways, it can spread just junk everywhere. It's good for crowd control. Um, The other things that go... The other kind of pistols are pepper boxes which you can revolve and keep on shooting. Uh it's like a crude revolver and then revolvers are the very last most advanced pistol. But I plus one. I've been wanting for a long time because the, the limitation of my gun is that I can only really use flare cartridges, which is the thing I used to dazzle the orcs at the Battle of Blood March Hill. Um but i wanted to use a lot of the other cool ammunition out there that's only available for uh, weapons that can do scatter ammunition it's a miniature blunderbuss um fires pellets or a bullet from its flared barrel the dragon pistol fires in a 15-foot cone when firing pellets and has a 10-foot range increment when firing a bullet Dragon pistol uses either a bullet or a group of pellets and one dose of black powder or a single alchemical cartridge as ammunition.
0: I want to see a receipt for every single cartridge that you build. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> you're going to be cash poor, man. It's <laughs> it's
5: it's really cool that I could be 20 feet away, shoot from my double barrel pistol and then once I got to take quick draw now. Yeah. Or I or I could do two, two weapon but fighting. then two I weapon can't reload fighting. the guns. Here's right. the cool
0: thing about it. Spread shot, obviously you're going to be able to hit multiple enemies. The negative because of our new house rule better be careful if you're shooting near an ally because you're going to be spread shot Della dead bullet in the
5: head well, you, it's well but Lexington that dead.
4: that doesn't that wouldn't come into play with the spread shot anyway because the rule wouldn't because they'd be exposed to the damage either way if they're in the spread of the
0: ah you know, uh, right 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 so basically Baron needs a clear shot to really use yeah. that so or that's why
1: I was if, you or you know, or if it were a really tough situation <laughs> yeah. and I was like
4: Shoot her! Yeah, just so I can take the bullet. Shoot her! Critical hit. Shoot her! So,
0: Shoot her. Hit. Uh, that was critical a reference hit. that Troy did not
5: get. <laughs> and you said Shoot. it was—you said it was adamantine, right? I, I did not. Okay. Ah. Oh, just checking.
0: Uh, but it only uses adamantine bullets. Oh shit! i oh. forging them. All right. Uh, okay, so you guys. Obviously, he wants to do the ceremony. I'm not going to roleplay play that all out, but it's very somber. He he lays her to rest in the brazier and and burns her in there and leaves her ashes in the brazier and he says let's spend the night here and then I would like to seal if you would help me seal the tomb all I want is this beard clasp and it's uh, the beard clasp is uh, he tells you it's crafted from a cloud giant's ring oh wow the ring of a cloud giant and he puts it on his beard and pulls it all the way up and he says anything else is yours if it'll help in the fight to save the world
1: it's yours I can't remember if we, we talked about this but Della's going to take those boots of uh,
4: Agile Alpenstock
1: uh, wasn't Boots of the Winterlands no Boots of the Winterlands, yeah, of the
4: Winterlands and an Agile Alpenstock
1: <laughs> that was back from when we killed the hill giant I just conflated the names in my head
0: alright right right alright uh, right, so you're taking Boots of the Winterlands yeah. winter is coming uh, alright and then yeah what is there anything else you guys want to do in the tomb it's the next day
2: well, well, we need uh, to heal. well before it's the next day okay. I, I want to it's not the next day uh, after Della had her uh, this is another thing I don't think you guys know and I don't know if you remember, but um, after Della spellcrafts the gun, uh, Willamt Willamette's demeanor changes immediately and he gets very serious, which um, you know is sort of out of character. I mean he is, he is serious but he' is like like somber and he walks over to look at it and he asks if he may hold it. I turn to Willamette. And I say, you may, you've proved yourself in battle. So he sets it in uh, Willemot's hands and Willemot is looking at it and his hand is almost like shaking a little bit and he kind of is like just slowly rubbing the hilt or the the hilt, the uh, grip with the two dragons. And he's thinking like this guy's ancestor hunted dragons and this gun is designed to kill dragons. And he's looking at Baron and he's just he can't believe the fate of it because what he was told by his adopted parents is that his family was killed by a dragon. Oh, that his entire village. Oh, wow. Halfling village was wiped out by a dragon. This is internal or this is internal. Yeah. So he just hands it back to you. So he doesn't say anything to anybody, but it is a, uh, it's the campaign trait that I took for him is it's a giant slayer campaign trait is Dragon foe, and if your family was wiped out by <laughs> oh, dragons, that's cool. because that's why you know uh-huh. I wanted them to be adopted and everything. I right, was like, right. oh, here's a trait where your if your family was killed uh, by dragons.
0: If you didn't tell me that, I would have thought you just made that up on the spot. That's so cool.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, well, no, it, I mean it fits so neatly right here. I didn't realize there. You know, I figured since it's a campaign trait, there would be dragons at some point, but I didn't realize the gun. Like, that's really neat. I too. turned to Willman and I said, "Did you see anything in there?
5: Do you just wanted to look at it?"
2: <clears throat> no, no, I just. uh I'm fascinated by dragons, is all. He hands it back.
5: Well, I pray we never meet
2: one. And you were just a child when this happened, right? An infant. Yes, yeah, so you don't have any. I have no memory, memory of it. I don't That's even so I know my family at all. I mean, my adoptive family was great, so I, you know, it's not like he really ever was that sad about it, but there's always been something in the back of his head about dragons that it, it just. He's never seen one, he's never come across one. It's like a this, this uh, elusive foe that has been sort of in his mind his whole life. Now, Nestor, you um, obviously
0: palmed a few things mm-hmm. um, and put them in your pocket. There are other things that I went over with you guys. I emailed it to you, the sort of list of accoutrements and their worth. Are you guys going to take those funerary items or are you going to leave them? What, uh, what do you want to do? I've- Amlo has given you permission to take whatever you want if he thinks it'll help obviously those were left for nargrim but if you can he feels like if you can sell them to get yourselves better gear that's what nargrim would have wanted nargrim would have wanted you to do that but that's up to you guys
4: that's Nestor's argument <laughs>
3: <laughs> so obviously obviously this is what he would have wanted i think we got to we got to obey his wishes whatever that you know whatever we think they would be so you know that's my vote
1: you're a dwarf now
3: I'm a dwarf sympathizer. I'll say that. (laughs) I sympathize with the plight of the dwarves, and uh, you know.
5: I appreciate all the help you've given us thus far, Nestor.
3: You're welcome. You're quite welcome. It's been a pleasure. While
5: while it it may be distasteful to me that you get the gold, you've earned it. Fair day's work, fair day's pay.
3: That's right. That's what my old dad used to say. (laughs) He said, "Never be afraid of a hard day's work." especially if it's somebody else doing it <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh
3: so
1: uh,
0: Willa Dello what do you feel uh,
1: if we have ness- if we have barons from barons okay and I'm um, those permission I don't see any reason not
2: to uh, I'm sorry I lost track what was it uh, take. We're giving over? all the gold to Nestor? No, no. no. We... Taking the funerary items to sell at oh, the
0: yeah. next town you come into or whatever. We're all playing oh, yeah.
4: severe concussions.
0: I don't know <laughs> yeah. if we <you> mentioned that. <laughs> uh,
2: no, no, I got it. I got I, it. I, yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, I ran right into a whiskey bottle last night. It hit me really Ooh. hard in the head. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was looking, I was trying to, like, set up something for Sirenscape, but I just uh, was not paying attention. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, been a week there, one not
3: Yeah. That's a great line. I love that. I love that. Um,
2: Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, I'm fine with it. So, okay. So I, I follow Umlo and Baron's lead there. Um, Umlo's like, "I
0: lied. You're grave robbers. <laughs> grave robbers."
2: I, and he takes heartspit and heart
3: stabs, stabs <laughs> Del. <into the> <laughs> Forty-six.
5: I uh, <laughs> I turn to Sir Wilmot and I say, um, "Wilmot, I'd li- I'd like you to, uh, if you can, in your in your paladin training, say a prayer to." Cleanse this place of the evil of Lochmore
2: Edorgan. Of course. I'd be I'd be honored and most humbled. Uh, would you please gather round? It's going to be a while. <laughs> 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 he starts to recite the Acts of Yomadai. Uh, and in doing so, also, you know, weaves in Torag in very clever ways, and uh, 45 minutes later, the prayer's gone. (laughs) That's just asleep.
4: (laughs) Della, who hitherto,
1: her only experience with religion had been Galabras,
2: is like... Is this is what it's
4: like. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I'm an atheist. Exactly. Not anymore. Well, not anymore. Not you know, anymore. I think.
2: Hey, if we're all taking a little piece of Umlo, I think Umlo really appreciates it and really likes it because he's he weaves it because you have to understand how Iomadai, The acts of Iomadai are all about her being an incredibly badass warrior, and so he weaves it in with the history of Nargrim and everything that he did and how he couldn't have done it without the divine help of Torag, and how Iomadai is you know who we who he looks to, but how Yomadai and Torag are allies and all that kind of stuff. And it hopefully it helps to make the place feel sacred again and it dispels the evil.
5: Baron is very moved by the prayer to Yomadai that is given by Sir Willamette. And he reaches into his duster, pulls out a book you've never seen him pull out before. And that's the holy text of Torag. Oh, Hammer and tongs, the forging of metal and other good works. <laughs> and Baron turns to the group and says just as Torag toiled away at his forge to create all of Galerion and its inhabitants, so too have these troubling times forged our lives together. It is with the greatest of respect for Torag that I pledge the rest of my life to be his avenger upon Galerion. First for Torag. Second for true now, but third, and not least, for all of you, even you, Nestor.
0: Strong words.
4: Oh, thanks. <laughs> and, um, I like that, Baron. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's great. And Umlo uh, steps up, he says, uh, Pardon me, brother, but uh, it's alright, I'd like to... If I could take a look at that takes I'd like to do a reading for my sister. Hand the book to Amma. Thank you, brother. So I'd like to read the second act
3: of uh, the holy text about death, rebirth, melting and reforging.
4: And uh, three and a half hours later, he's done. <laughs> so no rest. No, no. Yeah. No, you guys fatigued. are all fatigued. No, yeah. <laughs> and
0: sickened. Let's throw in sickened.
2: Stella's like... Oh. Sickened for 1D3 hours.
1: Does anyone uh, need healing, by the way?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. all right, we're so you guys banged up.
0: Do the healing that you want to do, and then let's rest and Okay, so this is actually... The first uh, time.
2: This is actually going to matter, because yeah. we're not going to be able to heal just from resting. So I'm, That's right.
0: You will not wake up full. Yeah, so I'm going right. to
2: fire off one... One, uh, my last channel. I had one more channel of the day. So I'm going to fire that off now. Uh, nine points of healing. Ooh. Nice. Uh, Della will
1: pull out a, a small vial of dark red liquid. Ooh. And we will offer say, does anyone need a little help?
0: Daphia, Danpher!
1: And she's going to show, <laughs> she takes a single drop and anoints herself with it. And she casts Infernal Healing. <laughs>
0: You're a weird Whoa. character. What? <laughs> Matthew, not Delo.
4: <Dylan. laughs>
1: right. uh, like it, fa- it basically gives me fast healing one for a minute. So, so you get 10 hit points back. Wow. Wow. But you detect as evil for the duration of the spell. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. Your,
4: your spidey sense is tingling. Yeah, Nestor, uh, Nestor watches. He says, you just get more and more interesting. You know that. <laughs> Willamette is obviously very turned off by it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's
2: Baron. not up your alley. God,
5: um, uh, speaking of the gods, uh, Baron is kind of having a bit of a religious moment down here. So, um, so
1: not so much with the demon's blood. Uh,
5: I think he's going to abstain at least until we exit the tomb of this dwarvish hero.
1: That is so creepy, Matthew
0: and Della, like, but, but somehow so appropriate sure. when you think mm-hmm. of Della's backstory, anyway. you know, but
1: I really like that. I think Della is really turned off by those who are turned off by it because that's how her father reacted. When she learned it, when she learned the spell, the plot thickens. Uh, uh, all right, so that's your. What channel. about a wand? Do we have a wand? I have we... a wand of cure light too, so or I can cure fight. light. I can all also
4: right. cast it. So,
0: okay. All right, so
1: uh, let's top top each other off.
0: Oh, what
4: what was uh what was Umlo down to? He was down to sixteen. Well, Umlo's yeah, in like a tricky situation yeah, because has... his
0: con is down what nine, or something. Right, right, so yeah, his yeah, yeah. max hit points are down significantly.
1: Right.
2: Um, oh, I see. Okay. All right. Who needs the wand? Uh, Willamette does Uh, but he he asks you if he may take the wand he's a little creeped out but he's like Della would you mind if I just thank you (laughs) she's like (laughs) stares at him (laughs) as you pull it out of her hand (laughs) Uh, so yeah Willamette's gonna take it uh, say a prayer that's good and then cast it on himself uh
5: Baron asked wilmot to please bless him as well and he doesn't want any of that demon hubu jubu on him.
2: All right, and we can just get all that healing done off air. We'll track the charges and everything. And okay.
1: uh Della up. is going to cast cure light cast as her bardic spell cure light wounds on Umlo twice.
4: You might it might just need to be one. All right, just one. Let's see see what help we get. Uh four. Then yes, you do need to do it <laughs> twice. <laughs>
1: Two. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, man. No. She see. was trying to repair oh, God, He's two was down. 16 to know.
4: 22 hit points. He's at 30 hit points because of his oh, insanely <laughs> reduced constitution.
1: <laughs> she pulls out the the vial of devil's blood. He's
2: like... <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so Umlo is... Show sure like a little bit of devil's blood. <laughs> he's down five con damage, four con drain. So overnight, he's going to heal one point of the con damage, but he's still down eight con.
2: Yeah, so what I'm going to do, what Willamette is going to do, is talk to Umlo <laughs> about how he is going to uh, pray to Iomadai for the uh, the ability of lesser restoration. And he will, in the morning, cast it on him and heal 1d4 con.
0: You know, it, I'm thinking, like, if, if Umlo sta- stays with you guys and survives and whatnot, when you level up, I'll have Umlo level up with you, and maybe he'll level up Paladin. That would be
5: that would be cool. He'll be a ranger rogue paladin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so interesting, uh,
5: because you're trading him, you
0: know. Uh, anyways, uh, okay. Are we exploring
5: so, the rest of the tomb that we may have missed before. Yeah, I mean,
0: rests? the only th- room you didn't get a chance to really explore was the room with the paintings. Um, but you didn't see anything of note. It's just if you want to look at those. paintings. Willamet
2: never again. saw that room, so yeah, he'd be happy it. to go uh,
0: take a look at it. As you walk upstairs, um, I, I imagine Umlo like maybe looking through that book of Torag overnight, like really getting interested in this as well, since his forebear, or his his ancestor was obviously uh, huge into Torag, given the huge warhammer on the ground there. Um, and he looks at those four statues that were in the, uh, the room that led to the secret entrance, and he's like, this is, these are Torag's siblings. Ah. That's Torag, and that's his brother and his sister. There's
4: Torag's siblings. Um,
0: And he just kind of looks wistful thinking about a sibling lost. Um, So yeah, you guys go into the room with the paintings. Willamette, you especially wanted to check that out. Yeah,
2: so I'll just do a roll of perception check. Uh, Fifteen.
0: You don't see anything of note, uh, per se, other than this desecrated room. Um... It's like showing memories, essentially, in these paintings. There's huge stone panels lining the walls, each depicting a carved scene, but they've all been damaged or defaced. And in fact, the last one has uh, shit smeared on the plaque. Right? I think yeah, I you hit that. So, um, and there's hundreds of footprints crisscrossing the floor.
5: I um, I want to do a check for any secret doors, and I want to look behind each painting. Okay. Do
4: you want those
0: to be... No, just do a uh, stone cutting.
4: Uh, Umlo will do the same thing. Oh, natural 20. That is a
5: 26 for me.
0: Uh, there are no secret doors in the room. Uh, Umlo essentially is 100% sure.
5: And behind the paintings, anything? Nothing. Can I Nothing. appraise the paintings?
0: Uh, yeah, they're they're worthless uh, at this point because the Smooth, eyes that's... have been scratched out mm. of all the paintings. Very creepy. Um...
5: I say a quick prayer from Ho- Toreg's holy text, and uh, that's all I have.
0: You see that the plaques read, uh, like, the slaying of Drogmolak the Terrible. Victory of Hrothbad's Mines. And uh, the last one, obviously, is covered in fecal matter, if any of you were to wipe it away. Yeah, that's what Umlo was going to do, was trying to clean it, clean it off. Of course, it says, the betrayal of Lockmore. Mm. The final painting. Portrays Nargrim's last breath.
5: Mm. Now, are there any battles with giants being depicted in here?
0: Oh yeah, the uh, the uh, slaying of Drogmalak the Terrible. That this was another giant.
5: What kind of giant is Drogmalak
0: Uh it was a uh, frost giant. Oh
2: mm. wow, 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 wow!
0: Yeah, this guy was badass. No yeah. kidding. Yeah,
2: for real, man. Whew. Um, uh, I'm gonna roll ability uh, heal for Umlo. We're, the next, we're at the next day. Yeah, well, this was the next day, All right, right? So you have to. Oh no, we oh, haven't rested yet. We're... You mean uh, Willamette
0: is doing something? Yeah. Oh, okay. What is? Because
2: this? we rested, right? Yeah, you rested. Yeah. So this is the next day. So Umlo is going to, or uh, is going to call Umlo over and uh, lay hands and uh, heal some of his con damage. Three points. Awesome! Nice. That's amazing. That's great. That's fantastic. So he healed one overnight. Is that the plus drain, or that's the damage? The damage. damage. So okay. he had four. Uh, con damage, I think you said. Or was it five? Four or five. Four
0: damage. Well, it was five. He healed one overnight, so then it's four. And so you now, just did three Three, more.
2: which heals him completely, essentially, of his damage. Okay. Right. In terms minus, of the penalties. Minus one doesn't do anything. Yeah, minus one doesn't so do anything. So
4: he's got... How much drain does he have now? So he gets plus two... Ba- uh, he
2: has four drain now. So I, I'm doing plus this on okay. Hero
0: Lab Skid. His max hit points are
2: now 46. Big difference. Yeah. And then I will also... Do a lay on hands to him. Correct of, me if I'm heal. wrong.
0: When you when you heal the con damage, you get hit points back as well. Don't yeah. You? yeah,
2: those those come points. back, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm two down.
0: Great. So, oh, great! That's huge for I'm, yeah. That I was mean. awesome,
2: and this is uh, the first time Willamette's ever done it because he just hasn't really had to cast that spell before. Pretty cool. The way you know
0: when you take abilities and it all just. I mean, this is an ability that you do, but it just works in the story with all this religious stuff happening and whatnot.
4: So, umlo's a thank you, my little furry-footed brother. (laughs) 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 It's my pleasure.
0: (laughs) Okay, so, you know, it's a new day, and you guys head outside.
2: Emerge from the tomb.
0: Umlo and Ingerhold's horses are dead. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Of course they are. <laughs> well,
1: could be worse.
0: They <laughs> right. uh, well, ingrahild certainly doesn't need her horse, but Amlo's uh, like I, I'll, I'll keep up with you.
1: Della off- offers to ca- to carry him on Reginald, who's heavy, and she's especially light. So the the two of them should be able to ride together. Who's riding in the front? Who's riding in the back? She'll ride. He'll ride in front, like like Gimli and uh, Legolas. Is he gonna be shirtless yeah. like Putin? <laughs> you are the GM. He's shirtless. Um... I
5: walk over to my horse and I take a look at Escras armor, which we've been carrying since Galabras was made feeble.
0: You just have it like tied up on your horse like
5: Yeah, it's in saddlebags type of things. I, I whip the top off my saddlebag and I, I look at the armor. And I take a deep breath, like I just did, out of character. <laughs> and I look at the fist of Nargrim steel hand on the tomb, I look at how we've torn down everything and I think about the journey we've gone on and I realize that it's a far different journey than we started. And I look at Willamette and I see the sunlight Hit his little halfling face just right.
0: His beautiful blonde hair. Lexing- <laughs>
5: Lexington's tongue. His, his blue eyes sparkle in the light. <laughs> Lexington's it's tongue very wagging rubber. out of his mouth, perhaps smelling a potato nearby like Benverine.
0: <laughs> Lexington, who's never rolled any sort of save.
5: <laughs> He's
2: impervious. He's impervious to saves. Lexington I'm the idiot. impervious. <laughs> <laughs> He's immune to any spell that has spell resistance. <laughs> and... He's
4: immune to any spell that requires the GM to pay attention to. (laughs) it's a high trait
5: what (laughs) what Baron sees for just a moment uh, is a overwhelming sense of goodness about Willamette Mm. in the same way he saw it in Calabras and devotion to their gods and he sees someone who might be a little more cocksure but someone that is also well deserving of a cross armor and he
2: says Willamette, get over here. Yes, Sheriff. What do you need? I'm at your service.
5: A man very important to me once wore this armor through all our battles. He saved my life and the lives of everyone in the town of Trudown. And it's a shame that he can no longer wear it. But I can't think of a finer man than yourself to wear this armor. I want to thank you for trying to save the life of ingerheld And I know that you will wear this righteously in the path of might.
2: Sheriff, I am... I am overcome. This is... This is a great honor, but... I'm afraid, as you can see, I've... I've come across some fine sets of armor in my day, but... They don't fit me. I'm a... I'm a small warrior with a big heart. But it's just not something that'll work for me. Though I do appreciate the gesture.
5: This armor resizes to the appropriate wearer. It chooses its wearer as much as the wearer chooses it. Take it.
0: Put a grieve on his hand. Short
2: <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> a deep cut. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Okay, so yeah, so it's kind of overcome. He's like, this is extremely powerful magic where did you get this armor? And he's like looking at it, examining it, unclipping it, unclipping it opening it, and And then asking Umlo to help him take off the half plate that he is wearing. Um, and uh, and I assume, you know, you tell him like yep. the story of the armor and everything and then, wow, that's I'm just imagining Umlo like <coughs> clasping it on and then it just starts to like hug <laughs> to his body yeah. and it becomes small. That is so cool. So then I'll ask you know what magical properties it has and uh, which i know but yeah and
5: right I, I say to him it would only be fitting now that you have become a full-fledged member of this party and an honorary dwarf that i present you with will's wit it's a long beard lambic welcome <laughs> <laughs>
4: this
2: is
5: awesome welcome to the team brother you know what grant
0: and, bottle cap
2: yeah <laughs>
4: all right awesome. that was great well earned well, <laughs> well earned this is <laughs> that is perfect it's will's a long
2: beard lambic
5: <laughs> is one of the oldest known dwarven ales Longbeard lambic is fermented with wild airborne yeast and cultures especially those that proliferate the <laughs> dank caves where it has been brewed since long before the quest for sky began
1: sounds delicious long yeah. beard, <laughs> i could go for a will's wit
2: film. <laughs>
5: Longbeard lambic has a bracing effect that shocks the system. If the drinker is fatigued, shaken, or staggered, she can ignore these conditions for 1d4 rounds after imbibing longbeard lambic. In addition, a dose of longbeard lambic can reduce exhausted condition to fatigued, which would wow. have been great for the Berserker belt. Yeah. Um, uh, or the frightened condition to shaken drinker's choice for the same duration. If you consume a second Longbeard Lambic within one minute of the previous dose, you must succeed a DC 15 fortitude save or be nauseated for 1d4 rounds.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> the DC, it's like Mad <laughs> Elf. <laughs> it's
2: exactly like Mad
5: <laughs> The DC increases by five for each dose imbibed within the same time span dwarves gain a plus five racial saving bonus
2: that is really cool, cool. thanks man that's really awesome nice. that's a fun little
0: character uh, right. it's <laughs> so
2: awesome so willamette uh, is like walking over trying it out he walks over to lexington he's like lexington what do you think of my new armor <laughs> and i standing in front of him showing off the Like wolf can, shits on the ground yeah he just he just de- deuces <laughs> so how is this affecting will willamette's
0: mind when they explain to you that you can Grow big, but growing big to you just makes you medium size. But you're going to be, you know, a, a average height. It's
2: it's completely like it, he's scared of it. Yeah. Like he's kind of freaked out by it. He does, he's never known anything else, and he's like, I believe there may be a time for that measure. For now, though, I'm content at my own size. Thank you very much. Uh, but he is going to think about it. You're going to have to recast him as Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Della is uh keeping her distance. You can tell she's kinda like sticking with Reginald, not looking over at the what the exchange that's happening. Ooh,
5: this new buddy yeah. system and the, the reticence around the infernal healing could drive a wedge between little deputy factions. Little deputy Della.
0: Roll a perception check, Della. Uh sixteen. Sixteen. Do you guys come out of the tomb of Nargum Stelian the web is uh, that you guys you guys took it down yeah we right cleaned out? most of it up yeah um, is there and you know off to the right is where this Willamette uh, and um, Baron thing is happening with Lexington Nestor what are you with them or are you kind of
4: yeah I'm, I was gonna say uh, Nestor is watching this exchange of armor take place and hearing about it looking at it and he, just the face completely blank But he thinks to himself, that looks really valuable. Mm. Ah.
0: (laughs) And then off to the left, a little ways away, uh, Della is uh, with Reginald, and you hear a rustling in the leaves, maybe 25 feet away from you, similar to where you guys came, like along the path. And as you turn to look... You see a older fetchling woman walk out of the brush. She has long black hair, semi-translucent skin, and she's wearing a long white robe. Della, Della is—is is that really you?
1: Della is. A, does she know? Does she recognize her? Does she? Is it? Looks like an older version of you. She draws her scimitar. Who are you? Who are you?
0: Please, I don't mean to harm you, my child. What are you doing here? I have searched so long to find you. You're even more beautiful than your father said. My child, it is I, your mother. You are so beautiful, and so brave, and so strong, just as your father told me.
1: Where is he? You've seen him? Yes. Where have you been? Where? Where? What's going on? There is much
0: to discuss, much to tell you as I'm sure you have many questions. But your father is fine. He's in the Shadow Plane. He got there and was able to release me. And now I'm here and I've searched for you and I've found you. And she puts her hands out to like, see if you'll come to embrace her. Sense motive. Hmm.
1: Fifteen. You 100% believe her. That I believe that she's my mother? Yeah. Della rushes to her. You guys see this go down, Della
0: Oh, rushes. we can see her? Yeah, yeah, you, you know, I'm sure you were busy talking and whatnot, right. and Della's fixing her horse and whatnot, and...
1: She drops her scimitar and just runs to her.
0: Drops her scimitar, runs to her, and you see this embrace of two fetchling women. Della now has long, blue hair, but you could see if Della's hair was the way it used to be, that this is the spitting image. And she holds her, and you just see Della's back, and you see the woman's face. And the woman's face, her eyes open, and her face starts to wither. (laughs) And her back starts to grow a hunch. Oh,
4: oh, no way. Way. It's a wigga no no way! Way! We'll see you next week oh, my
5: God. Oh, 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 no. oh. Holy fucking shit Are you kidding me? She's so good <laughs> Let's go.